Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Hi guys, welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. And I'm really enjoying this series on overcoming overwhelm. I'm not really sure when it's going to end. Um, but I find there are so many things that can cause or, or so many things that can contribute to me feeling overwhelmed. And today I really want to talk about something that I think everyone can relate to. And that is just that this world is so noisy. Now, my world can feel really noisy having three kids running around and often having play dates or music going or other things. So it can feel like, yes, that is some of the noise I experience. But the noise I'm talking about is sort of the, the digital noise that I think we can all relate to. Uh, I was opening my email the other day and as I was scanning through the junk mail, there was just so many ads screaming for my attention, right? Those things that are like, we have this one day sale. You got to check out right now or sign up for this course. It expires in 10 hours or you're going to miss out. And it was, I felt like my inbox was screaming at me. Like it was screaming at me, vying for my attention. And, um, I think we can feel that way about so many things when it comes to technology. So we, open up Facebook or Instagram and there are ads that again are promoting and not all of these things are bad. They're great things. It's just so noisy. And so I know for myself that um, noise really has an impact on me, especially if, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm focusing on one thing. Like I've gone to my email to check something out and all of a sudden next thing I know I'm on some store website, checking out that special deal. And I'm like, what, what even, what happened to me right now? How did I get so distracted? And so I think for a lot of us, we can feel like the noise makes us feel distracted in that way. Um, one of the things that can happen for me, again, if I'm scrolling on pictures, um, in Facebook and Instagram is I can have those feelings of being less than for whatever reason, that person has posted these beautiful pictures of their, day with their kids and it doesn't look so great. And, and right now I can start to feel, um, more badly about the, the terrible day I had, or that I was yelling at my kids or something, um, that I know the full picture of what I'm experiencing. Um, another thing I found to be kind of interesting in the noise or the scroll was that I would see people's lives. And sometimes I actually became critical of them. So I would see something they had said or done and I'd be like, oh, really? Hmm. Like I don't, and I found that I would become a little bit judgmental or critical. And, um, and so the noise can have so many, um, effects, so many different kind of effects on, on who I am and how I'm going about my day. And so I want to talk a little bit about, uh, how we can actively choose which voices we allow in. And obviously we can't choose 
all of the noise in our lives, but how do we really practically deal with some of that noise and um, how do we seek out space for silence and solitude and, and the impact that that can have on us as well. So um, I think, like I said earlier, we need to actively choose which voices we allow to have the most volume in our life. And I really felt like a few years ago, I was pretty shocked when um, I felt like I had been reading a few books um, by Christian authors And I was like, oh, I don't actually think these women are pointing me to Jesus. And again, not every book or every Instagram post or anything has to do that. But I realized I didn't have those voices in my life. I wasn't actually seeking them out. I was just kind of being, I don't know if I would say lazy, but um, I was just letting all the voices in. I wasn't really filtering what was coming into my life. And so I started to do that a little bit with books. I tried to seek out books or authors that would really speak into um, where I was at in my life and, um, and what would challenge me in the right way and what would draw me closer to Jesus. And then I realized, oh, okay, this Instagram thing, especially when on Instagram, it is, you know, who are you following? And so I really got... I'm interested in thinking about that idea of who am I following? And again, not everybody who I follow has to be somebody who is, you know, passionately pointing me to Jesus. Um, But I realized some of those feelings that I shared about earlier, they weren't really helping me. They weren't serving me. And so even that idea of the people that I was being critical of, they weren't necessarily doing anything wrong. But when I would see the pictures they would post or other things, it wasn't good for me. And so I just realized, you know what? I can either unfollow some of those people. I can mute some of those things. I'm not seeing it, especially if, you know, we're friends, but I just tried to pay attention to what's actually going on inside of me. And so in terms of Instagram itself or Facebook, I tried to be a little more careful. Um, And then also I don't actually follow a ton of people simply because of the volume of noise. I just found this is overwhelming me. And same with um, email. Some of those emails would come in and I thought, you know what, if I don't really need to be receiving this email, if this isn't actually helpful in this stage of life or encouraging me, I can take a few minutes and just hit unsubscribe. And this is a helpful thing too. I find if you're sitting somewhere, let's say you're waiting in the dentist's office or in your car, picking up your kids from school, where you kind of have those few minutes here or there, those can be great things to do as well. Instead of just sitting there and scrolling, which I know a lot of us can do, what if I spent that time just unsubscribing or unfollowing or kind of clearing away some of that um, technological clutter? So, um, That's one thing that I have done to try and actively choose those voices. I think the same could be true even for television shows and just being aware of like, what are the things, what are the things that I'm actually feeding myself? And so I can be highly aware as a parent of the things that my kids and I are putting in our body, right? Like, have we eaten a ton of sugar today? What have we been consuming? Are we eating vegetables? It's very easy to see those things and know 
if I give my kids junk food all day long, there's going to be a consequence, right? They're going to have a tummy ache. They're not going to feel good. And that's probably not the best for their overall nutrition for their bodies. And I think the same is true for um, our soul. What are we actually feeding our soul all day long? And we may not see the effect right away. Very similar, um, depending on what we consume food-wise. If I eat a salad every day for dinner, um, I may not see a big change in two days or three days. In a year, I would notice a big change. Similar if I ate uh, beautiful, juicy hamburger and fries um, every day for dinner for a year. I wouldn't see that effect in two days or three days, but I would see that over the course, course of a year. And so I think just being aware of what are we actually consuming on a daily basis in um, what we read, what we consume online, what we listen to, what we watch, all of those things actually do have an effect on our soul. And so if you can kind of imagine your, um, your soul, the same way you would imagine consuming food, what, what do I want to look like in a year? What am I actually cultivating in my life? And so I think it helps just for a very practical step is just to look at some of those daily, daily decisions. And then also not having to overwhelm ourselves with daily decisions, just deciding there was a point where, um, maybe it was two years ago or so I realized I don't want to watch some of these garbage TV shows anymore. And so I deleted them from, um, our recording system on the TV. And then I actually unsubscribed or I, um, stopped the future recordings because I thought, I don't actually want to consume this garbage. This is going to affect me. And so, um, if we can do some of those things, then it might take a little more work, a little more time to actually unsubscribe or actually unfollow or whatever it might be. But then we don't have to make that daily decision of, Oh, am I going to, am I going to consume this? So I hope that's helpful for you and just trying to figure out. And again, I, I'm not telling you what you should consume, um, whether it's music or, um, social media or anything like that. But I think, you know, right. You'll have those feelings sometimes as you begin to pay attention. Is this helpful for me? Is this serving me? And, um, I've had some of those moments in my own life where I go, huh, maybe I, I don't need to, um, be watching this, listening to this. This isn't helpful for me anymore. So I hope that's helpful. Um, I love that one of the theme verses for this podcast is from Romans. Um, now I'm being stumped on whether it's 12, one or 12, two, but just the idea of renewing your mind, right? And this is, again, is another area of having our mind renewed. Um, what are we putting into our mind? It really does have um, a cause and effect. So that's part of the world being so noisy. How do we spend some time actively silencing those things? And then I want to talk just about how do we, how do we actually cultivate silence in our lives and why would we do that? Um, I love if you read in the gospels, which are the first four books of the new Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they're four different accounts, four different stories of these guys who are, um, talking about Jesus and his life. And they all talk about how Jesus would get away from the people he loved the most to go spend time quietly praying to the father. 
And I think this is such a good example for us, a good practice for us that, hey, we also need to get away from the people we love the most. Um, and the people and the voices, Jesus would get away from the multitudes, the people who are clamoring for our attention. And it can feel backwards. It can feel like it's hard to make that a priority. Um, it also can be challenging. So as a mom of three kids, sometimes it means I have to leave the house at a time that's inconvenient for me, right? It might be really early in the morning to get away. Um, I might have to pay for a sitter and I've done that, um, to try and get away, whether it's going for a walk or a jog. There also might be a child who's screaming my name, who's saying, mom, don't go. And I'm, I'm saying back to her, I am gone for a 20 minute jog. You will survive. Um, and that can be hard. I think sometimes mom guilt as you know, we leave our kids for periods of time that can really affect people. Um, but I do want to encourage you if this is something that is a challenge for you to start small, give yourself some grace. Maybe it is going for a five minute walk around the block and then you build up um, to being able to get out for a coffee or whatever it might be, knowing that no one can pour from an empty cup. Jesus could not pour from an empty cup. He needed to be filled up, spending time with his father, and we need to do the same. And anytime I find myself in a place where uh, I'm not prioritizing that time of spending time one-on-one in silence and quiet with God, I find that I get overwhelmed. I just do, whether it is anxious thoughts, fearful thoughts, it's really hard for me to really think clearly. And this can happen too in any subject in our life. We can get very, very confused when the voices about that subject are louder in our um, head and our hearts than the voice of God is. So if we're confused about something, the best person to take it to is God. And that's not how we operate. I don't know if I've shared this on here before, but I have this saying sometimes for myself where I just say, go to the throne before the phone, right? What does it look like to actually take something to God first instead of texting a friend for her thoughts or advice or calling somebody? Um, What would God say about it? And I think for some people, the um, response would be, I don't know what God would say about it because I just don't hear his voice. And I think this is um, very common um, in our day and age because we don't hear his voice because the world is so loud around us. And we really have to create that space um, just to be able to sit and listen and hear his voice. John 10, 27 says, my sheep know my voice. And, um, if you are somebody who has kids, you, um, they start off as a baby and at first you hear them cry and you don't know, you don't know what that cry means. And you might freak out going, I don't know. Are they hungry? Are they, have they pooped? What's going on? But as your baby gets a little bit older, you realize even from a distance with my kids, like if I'm not in the same room as them, I could hear a cry and know, oh, she's, she's tired. Oh, she's hungry. And I would begin to know the subtle difference between um, each of their cries because I knew them so well. And that's what happens when we spend time with God in silence and we actually spend time listening. 
one of the things that drives me crazy about my kids is when they run up to me in a panic and they're like, mom, mom, mom. And they have all these things they want to say to me. And they may have shared this here before, but they, um, they throw out all their concerns and, and they have questions. They want answers right away. And as I stop for a second to thoughtfully collect my response, I go to give it and my kids have already run away. They've already left. And I'm like, ah, guys, I want to, I want to share this with you. And that can often be how we are in our relationship with God, where we go to him and we throw out our cares and our concerns, and our questions, and then we just take off. We don't really sit and linger in that time of silence, just hearing his voice and knowing um, what he wants to say to us. And so I think that's actually a really key part of thriving is just being able to hear the truth of who we are um, and who what God wants to say to us in our lives, there's actually something very um, transformational that can happen in that time. I also always want to say that God's voice is always in love. It's always in truth. And he might just start off saying something to you like, I love you. I'm so proud of you. Um, We are way harder on ourselves than anybody else, especially God. And he wants to actually speak into the hurting and broken places in our lives. He does not um, speak words of condemnation. He may speak words of conviction, which is not the same as condemnation. Conviction is just saying, hey, you know what, that that thing that keeps going on in your life, let's deal with that. And so you might feel like you're right. Like I, I kind of feel um, bad or I feel a bit guilty about that. And that's um, that's okay if that comes up. It's meant to be able to bring something to the light together. You and God bring it together and he deals with it. Um, shame is not from God. So any kind of condemnation, anything that brings up fearful or anxious thoughts, um, that is all just the enemy trying to get in there. And I heard a speaker a while ago share um, with a room of women saying, sometimes we get in this place where we're like, I don't know, it, like, is that is that God speaking? Is it me? I don't know. I don't know. And then she said, um, put your hands up if you have had a negative thought about yourself in the last 24 hours. So everyone's hands went up and she said, oh, well, you have no problem hearing the voice of the enemy. And I thought that was so true in the sense that we have no problem allowing sometimes negative thoughts uh, to speak into our life. But it's it's sometimes harder just to trust and know this is God speaking his love words over us. Um, and the last thing I want to say about the voices, the loudness that's going on around us is that sometimes the loudest voices can actually be in our head. We may have heard something that someone else said in passing or a comment they made about somebody else. And sometimes those things can get twisted and we can plant them in our head and our hearts. And at the right time, they seem to kind of come back at us, right? As a new mom, I heard what other moms were saying about other moms. It seems to be sort of a, a side activity of new moms to talk about the way other people are parenting. And so then as I was a new mom and struggling to be confident in my decisions, I would hear those same phrases and voices in my head criticizing me. And no one had done this to my face, but those things were amplified. And so, um, when we can get together with other people and just say, Hey, this is what's going on in my head. Um, and speak those things out to somebody who we trust. And when we can get together with God 
and allow him to speak that truth over us, it helps wash away those lies, the voices that uh, we don't want to be there. Um, His voice, if his voice is the loudest in our hearts, we're actually going to have a lot of peace, contentment, um, joy, and confidence. Um, I think that comes from having his voice be loud in our lives. But it doesn't just happen on its own. We actually have to create this space and create this time. And um, so I want a few different really kind of practical activations this week. Um, One, very practically, just check out some of those things that you you happen to be following that maybe aren't serving you very well. So people you follow on Instagram, um, emails that you're receiving, things like that, just take a few moments and clear out some of the junk. If there's a TV show you've been watching, you're like, ah, this probably isn't helpful or anything like that books, anything that you need to clear out is really helpful. So that is a very, very practical activation. Um, The other thing I want to do is just encourage you to create that space and spend that time sitting with Jesus. And this is something that I've learned to cultivate in my life. I always say that my marriage can thrive because we need to talk daily to each other. Uh, We need to spend some focused time weekly, like going on a date or having a date at home and then get away together regularly. And I think the same is true in our relationship with God. We need to talk daily. um, We need to spend some focused time weekly and we need to get away together seasonally. So talking daily, um, best practice I have found is if it happens first thing in the morning. So in certain seasons of my life, I'm able to get up before my kids and I, I'm not a morning person by any means. Um, this is a practice. I would say this is probably one of the most life-giving game changers I've found in my entire life. Sorry, I just had a sip of water. Um, so getting up in the morning. The other thing is sometimes if you're not in that season, but if you are, if you have a habit of rolling over in the morning and picking up your phone right away, just make a choice that the thing you're going to consume is not going to be social media or email, but it's going to be something, maybe going to your Bible app and reading a devotional, um, or pressing play on the, Uh, Bible app that's an audio Bible that can be read to you while you get ready in the morning. Um, I've had seasons where I've looked at a Jesus Calling app or another sort of devotional app. Whatever it might be, it helps you really start getting filled in with the word. Um, Because sometimes we can start being consumed with the noise even before our feet hit the ground. Um, I also really like that time when I first wake up just to sit and talk with him. the early morning hours really feel like this sacred time. And so that's where, if you can, I really encourage you to get up before kids. Um, it's not always possible. And so if you're a pregnant mom or a nursing mom or something like that, give yourself lots of grace for the season that you are in. Um, and you can find those times, those little nuggets throughout the day. But, um, I find it really helpful how I start the day and, and I do find other anchors, other pockets of time to connect with God throughout the day. And then weekly, um, I just try to find, I have this space that I kind of call my meeting place out in nature where I just go sit and that my sole purpose is I'm going to sit and connect with God. And yes, I can connect with God everywhere, but having kind of that intentional space, I've found to be really helpful And when the weather's bad, I can have that in my house as well. Um, But I need to make it happen. I need to say, 
this is actually more important than picking up some groceries or running that errand and just making that time. And then getting away seasonally. I love going on women's retreats, which I often get to women's retreat and think, why in the world have I come? I don't know anybody or I feel awkward or whatever. Um, and then by the time I've left, I go, that was the best thing ever. I'm so glad I did that because I will always connect with other women um, and connect with God. And so if you don't have a women's retreat that runs through your church or area, just find one. I've been on so many women's retreats where women have come by themselves, tons of women. I have gone by myself and you do feel awkward and weird and like what's going on, but it is um, honestly this chance to just to get away from your life and to focus on connecting with God, connecting with um, other women has a huge impact. So I hope those things are helpful for you. Um, your activation is to kind of do a bit of decluttering with technology. And then um, I'd love for you to pick a space to go sit with God and just listen to him. And if you're somebody who's like, God, I don't know if I've, if I've heard your voice, um, just sit and listen. And probably he's just going to speak some words of love over you. Um, I don't know if you've heard the phrase, call out the golden people, which basically is this idea of seeing the good things in people and drawing them out and speaking them. Um, over people, that's what I think God wants to do with us the most. He just wants to call the gold out in you. He just wants to tell you even more who he created you to be, how much he loves you, and just to have you sit and rest in that. Um, so I hope this episode has helped you move one step closer from surviving to thriving. Thanks so much for listening today. I really am so encouraged knowing how many of you are being encouraged by this message. And if you have found it helpful, would you mind just sharing it with a friend, leaving five stars or even a review wherever you listen to pod podcasts, podcasts, keeping it super professional. Um, if you want to connect more with me, head over to Instagram where I'm at Jacqueline.Widener. Or if you want some free resources, head over to my website at JacquelineWidener.com. This has been an Extend Network production.